Welcome to Outside the Huddle, featuring your host, Lee Mod Williams. This program is a great resource for players making career transitions, as well as a place to discuss this week's top sports stories. Now, here's your host, Lee Mod Williams. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle. It's your host, Lee Mod Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas. Excited for some football kicking off tonight. NFL season kicks off with New England, excuse me, with the Philadelphia Eagles and the Atlanta Falcons kicking off here uh, around about probably another 10, 15 minutes here. Uh, Central Standard Time, 720 is when they kick off. And uh, Joining me today on the show is a good friend of mine, former college football player for Sam Houston State and big-time entrepreneur here in the city of Houston, Texas. And joining me on the show is Jermaine Henderson. And Jermaine, welcome to the show outside the huddle. Oh, how you doing, Ma? Thanks for having me, brother. Thanks for being here with me, man. And, uh, I know you're excited just as I am about the NFL season kicking off, and we have a lot of things to discuss. And uh, thanks for having for coming on this afternoon and well this evening to kind of discuss a little things about a little bit things about NFL and college football. And I'm glad to have you on the show. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, let's go ahead and jump right into it, Jermaine. It's a lot of topics going around the NFL right now. And one of the hot, hottest topics right now is the Colin Kaepernick situation when he signs as one of the face of the Nike brand. No one knows by now Nike has stepped out there and pretty much taken the Colin Kaepernick in his movement as far as the protests against racial inequality and having the opportunity to be the face of the protests of all last year and the year before, uh, Colin Kaepernick has really been um, defaced for the whole movement uh, throughout the NFL. And also, Jermaine, uh, Colin Kaepernick has, has not found any employment thus far with any NFL teams. He has a collusion case pending with the NFL. Uh, we should hear some results from that uh, before the end of the year. But having you on the show this afternoon, Jermaine, you're a very opinionated guy. Uh, on this topic, we talk a lot about this off air, but have you on the show tonight? I'd love to get your thoughts and your opinion on the whole Colin Kaepernick thing and him joining forces with the top dog Nike uh, brand going forward. Well, first of all, I want to just say that uh, again. I've said it since the beginning that you know Colin Kaepernick. What the NFL has done to Colin Kaepernick is a tra- is a, is, a, is a tragedy. It's a travesty. I mean, it's 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 ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know when you know someone. Um, goes forward and on the workplace. I mean, maybe that wasn't necessarily the right place, you know, for him to, you know, to start the movement. But I thought it was the the greatest place, the platform, for him to do that and talk about all of the injustices and social inequality things that you mentioned you know, that are going on. And he was one of the first player that had the mental fortitude and didn't care about his own personal gain or his personal finances because I know he had to have thought that through. And if I go, you know, uh, you know, go at these, you know, these giants and and touch on talk about these subjects and these topics that makes, you know, quite frankly, makes people uncomfortable. That he was going to risk, you know, his career, and he's done just that. But as far as Nike goes, I, me personally, I applaud them. I applaud them because you know the things mm-hmm. that he he took a kneel. I mean, he knelt down for, and the things that he was bringing to the light. I think that's all gotten lost in this whole shuffle and, and this whole thing. They've made it about Colin Kaepernick and him being selfish and, and about the flag and patriotism and things like that. And that's far from, you know, I, I think him and the rest of the players, not just him, some of the other, some other players have been blackballed as well. And to them not to be able to have gainful employment, you know, I think that that's just a tragedy. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think it should be it shouldn't have anything to affect what Colin Kaepernick opportunity to play quarterback uh, because he's a really good quarterback and he can really have an opportunity to be a backup somewhere throughout the NFL. Uh, a little history with Colin Kaepernick as well that you mentioned is the fact that in 20, uh, 2011 he signed with Nike as a player, uh, so it's not like he's unfamiliar with Nike and Nike's unfamiliar with him. I'm just. Mm-hmm. I was not really surprised, Jermaine, but also uh, I, the fact that Nike has a relationship with the NFL for their jerseys and things along those lines, and the fact that they was able to say, okay, we understand the situation, uh, and we're going to take uh, Colin on as the face of the advertisement. Uh, you know, because Nike is celebrating their 30 years anniversary of just doing campaign as well. So 
uh, knowing that it's going to take a lot of backlash, a lot of protesting now, a lot of negative uh, energy towards Nike. I feel like Nike don't really don't care too much about that as a brand. Uh, really standing behind Colin Kaepernick and his whole movement, and we'll see how it all plays out. It, you know, it took place. Uh, campaign really kicked off early this week. Social media took fire to it, and now with the NFL kicking off. Actually, tonight in about another 10 minutes, uh, we'll see how it all takes place this season for Colin Kaepernick. And, and good luck to Colin. Uh, you know, him in this case, with yeah. collusion case with the NFL, we'll see how that all plans out as well. But this young man is, is, is really stood behind what he meant. You know, and we talked about that too, Jermaine, about, you know, the whole movement is really. I respect that. Taking a back seat. Yeah, it's really taking a back seat and having him uh, now. Um, trying to fight his way through it, uh, I, I commend the young man, and, and we'll see how Nike carries him through this whole situation. Another situation, Jermaine, what are your thoughts on? It's a Le'Veon Bell situation in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh hit Le'Veon Bell with the uh, franchise tag. And for the listeners out there, franchise tag is that they pretty much tagged him uh, without giving him a contract extension. He's been one a long-term deal to be be recognized as the highest-paid running back in the NFL. Le'Veon Bell has skipped workouts as well as training camp this season. It's been reported that he might play on Sunday. Then I've seen some reports that he might not play on Sunday. Jermaine, with the whole situation going on in Pittsburgh with Le'Veon Bell, his teammates are trying to convince him to come back to game, uh, come back to play in the game on Sunday in their, their season opener. Uh, how do you feel about players and teammates? stepping into a situation that pretty much is an unwritten rule. You never want to kind of get involved in the player's business and when he's dealing with contract negotiation with the team. But this situation is a little bit different with Le'Veon Bell and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I got three words for you, uh, Lamont. Pay the man. I mean, I can't really I, – I, I can't believe that we are still having this conversation about Le'Veon Bell, a transcendent-type running back. He's not an average Joe Lamont. I mean, this is a guy that you know that is a game changer, that is a future Hall of Famer if he stays healthy. And for the Pittsburgh Steelers to not reward that young man, you know, it's, it's, again, it's, it's, a, it's a tragedy. I don't even know what they're thinking. I mean, this is not McKinnon, you know, the young man that got hurt with the 49ers. This is Le'Veon Bell. He's up there with the Todd Gurley's. You know, when you think of the top back, the, um, this is his name from the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, those type of back, those guys deserve to be paid the big bucks, and he deserves to be able to secure his future. That's the name of the game. You know, mm-hmm. you you know this as well as I do. The only guaranteed money that comes from the NFL is the signing bonus, right? So why shouldn't he have a, mm-hmm. a chance to secure it? Because he's the, the stats are there. The numbers the numbers don't lie. And just to touch on real quick, the, his teammates. That's an unwritten rule. I can't believe that they had the audacity to come out and speak publicly about the situation. You know, most guys just keep their mouth mm-hmm. shut, like, hey, we're, we're rooting for him. That's our guy. Whenever he gets here, we'll let the business piece play itself out. But to call that young man selfish, because if he goes out and tears his leg up and you know, destroys his knee and he can never play the, uh, the game of football again, then are you going to lend him some of your money? I think not. <laughs> so, again, I mean, yeah. the NFL, you know, the, the ownership of the Pittsburgh Steelers, I mean, I, again, I, I just don't know what they're thinking. I mean, I'm not privy to be on the inside or the DM in those meetings, and I don't know the, the, the books. I'm sure Savvy Cap and all this stuff uh, is, is into play. But a guy like Le'Veon, you lock him up long term. I mean, he has another yeah. five, six years, you know, you, know, on, you know, at best. And I think he deserves that Todd Gurley-type contract. I, I totally agree with you, man. Having guys like, Le'Veon Bell, you mentioned the running back in Dallas, Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, he's going. Yeah, he's yeah. pretty much fresh, a rookie. We're going to the second season. He had his off-field issues. He was suspended. But Le'Veon Bell is the workhorse for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. With Ben Roethlisberger getting up there in age, uh, he lost some weight. Ben Roethlisberger to be a little bit more flexible as a quarterback this season. So we'll see how he pans out. But Le'Veon Bell is the foundation for that offense for the Steelers, and asking him to do what he needs to do each and every Sunday, I'm with you, man. The three words, pay the man. Pay that guy his money, get him out of the way. As far as his teammate, uh, Marquise Pouncey, the center, uh, having anything to do with it, stepping in and making his opinion on it. And like you said, it's an unwritten rule. You do not step in and talk about another man's money. 
and contract situation. I get it. Frustration is kicking in. He's been out for 10 weeks, holding out for 10 weeks. Season around the corner. Guys want their guys in the locker room to go to war or battle with them starting on Sunday or starting tonight if you're the Philadelphia Eagles and the Atlanta Falcons. But, you know, it's man, this is one of those situations where you see the business and, 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 and the productivity on the field hit head in head. And as a player and as a teammate, you either pick a side, either you for your teammate that's selling out and you want him to get his money, or you for the organization, you want to be selfish, you want to man. Uh, and, and, again, I, I think his teammates need to keep their mouth shut. Uh, I think Pittsburgh Steelers needs to pay him. We're on the same page with that. And the Steelers need to see how it plays out. Give the man his money. Uh, give him some respect and allow him to come back in that locker room and y'all fight to get into the playoffs and win the Super Bowl. That's all you can do right now going forward if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Jermaine, looks like we got about a minute left before we take a break. So let's go ahead and take our first break. Hey, Rob, we're going to break now. When we come back, I'm going to get Jermaine's opinion on Earl Thomas reporting back to the Seattle Seahawks training camp. As well as we're going to talk about the Texans versus the Pist- I mean New England Patriots which kicks off their season on the road at Foxborough this weekend. Next one outside the huddle will leave my Williams on the Voice America Sports Network. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left. school to the pros we, we, we cover, everything. cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports get ready for the get down with hurley brown want to get inside of the minds of the players and coaches we'll talk everything sports but with a focus on the nfl nba and college football we'll review and preview the week's big games we'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news recruiting and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams it's the get down with early brown tuesdays at 3 p.m eastern time 12 noon pacific on voice america sports okay sports fans here's your opportunity to discuss football america's favorite sport on an annual basis millions of people attend watch and listen to football both pro and college ray ellis sports an internet talk radio show was developed with the fan in mind join host former philadelphia eagles and cleveland browns strong safety ray ellis on voice america sports every tuesday at 1 p.m pacific for exciting interactive football discussions from the fans perspective tune in every tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1 888 346 9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas. As we wrap up the first segment of the show, uh, got a special guest on the, on the show today, Jermaine Henderson, the former college football player for Sam Houston State and big-time Tax preparation entrepreneur here in Houston, and I'm excited to have you on the show, Jermaine. We kick off segment number two of the show, and we talked a lot in the first segment about Colin Kaepernick and this opportunity to be the face of Nike and advertisement at Nike stand. 
uh, with Colin Kaepernick and as well as talked about Le'Veon Bell and his whole situation with the Pittsburgh Steelers, his whole out and, and his teammates chiming in on his situation. Going into the second segment, let's talk about a local guy, not typically local from Houston standpoint, but he's from Texas and Earl Thomas has reported back to the Seattle Seahawks camp yesterday and most likely he will play on Sunday uh, for the Seahawks. Now, here's a guy, Earl Thomas Jermaine, uh, has been very productive for the Seattle Seahawks as a safety, uh, came back from injuries a couple of years ago, uh, has been more consistent for the Seattle Seahawks in their secondary, uh, decided to hold out against against the Seattle Seahawks this offseason, he wanted more money, uh, felt like he was being disrespected at the position and with the organization. But uh, he decided at the last minute to honor his situation with the Seattle Seahawks and be a guy that's going to battle with his teammates starting on Sunday and ended his holdout via Instagram and reported to training camp yesterday. So with all that being said, you know a little bit about Earl Thomas. You've seen his play. You're a former uh, college football player. What's your thoughts on Earl Thomas kind of ending his holdout and returning back to the Seattle Seahawks to battle with his teammates going on Sunday? Well, I'll tell you what I think that is, Lamont. I think that was an executive decision. I think that was a smart move by Earl. You know, he's the last of the Mohicans as far as the Legion of Boom. You know, all the other guys, you know, have, have departed. And we know about uh, Cam, uh, you know, Cam, you know, the other, the other safety that they mm-hmm. had back there. He had neck injury, so he's out for the year. But I just think that was an executive mm-hmm. decision. And, and just from hearing, you know, on um, you know, watching the media outlets, you know, I think it was more of a, you know, a, a respect thing. You know, he's right now earning $10 million, which is, you know, hey, that's, he has one of the top contracts for a safety, but he feels that he should be on that level with guys like, you know, Eric Berry, young man from, from the Kansas City mm-hmm. Chiefs. He's making 13, 14, 13, $14 million a year. So Earl feels that he's that caliber mm-hmm. player. And, and let's not forget, too, Earl is in the second half of his career. So he's trying to secure the bag. He want to make sure he maximizes his mm-hmm. earning opportunity. So him going, it was kind of maybe a heat check with the organization. Like, hey, let me sit out and maybe, you know, he, he talked about trading him earlier before the season and the whole Cowboy situation came up. So, you know, he, he called it bluff. And we all know the organizations, they're in the what? They're in the driver's seat. They're in the position of power. So they can just hold out. And the longer you hold out, Earl, it's costing you money. It's not costing the organization money. So I think he made a smart move. You know, that, um, they didn't get a trade done. So why give up any of your $10 million? Let's, max, let's maximize that. You know, this could be his last year. I'm not sure exactly how much longer he has in his contract. But, yeah, good job, Earl. Get back to work and, yeah, get the checks rolling. Yeah, he made a decision to stay out at uh, 29 years old. His all season, he was seeking a contract extension. You mentioned the trade. Dallas was one of the teams that was interested in him. Uh, didn't go through. Uh, he's roughly – he's going to suffer some fines for the holdout, about $1.6 million. Will hit him in the pockets, but he's going to probably make that back in the first three to four weeks uh, of the of the season, as far as his incentives and, and things that he gets, the extra bonuses that he gets throughout the season. Uh, Pete Carroll's the guy to take care of his guys. Uh, you know, you know, Pete Carroll's is a player's coach. Uh, I feel like he will get a contract extension. You talked about the leverage that he had with Cam Chancellor uh, in his career shortly due to neck injury and forced him to retire. But like you said, he's the last. Uh, of the Legion of Boom, uh, with Richard Sherman being traded or being let go and, and 49ers picking him up. You know, Earl Thomas is the go-to guy in the secondary, and why not use that leverage? It didn't work out for him. He didn't get the extension that he wanted, but I wouldn't be surprised if he still produces on the highest level like he did in the last couple of years. Uh, he's going to get that deal done throughout the season, and he's going to get his money. Uh, I, I, there's no doubt about that. Young man is out of Earl Thomas is out of Orange, Texas. Uh, went to University of Texas uh, and has been with Seattle. Has been very productive as a football player for the Seattle Seahawks. So he's going to get that money. We all agree on that, Jermaine. Uh, and like you said, it was an executive decision uh, to come back. Smart move by the young man. You don't want that to roll into the season. Um, then he ended that and got back with his teammates. So that's uh, off Earl Thomas making that executive decision, getting back with his teammates. And let's see how the Seattle Seahawks defensively. Just now with his veteran safety back there leading the team. Stand with Seattle, Jermaine. Let's go from a veteran safety to a rookie linebacker. Shaquem Griffin is going to get his first start. A lot of people out there know about Shaquem's story. He's the 
young man with the, they call him the one arm linebacker uh, out of USC. I had the situation where uh, he wasn't invited to the combine, went to the combine, put up big numbers, ran an awesome 40 times, has a twin brother that plays for the Seattle Seahawks as well, now earned the opportunity to be a starter on week one of the Seattle Seahawks. His story speaks volumes. I mean, this young man is playing a very aggressive football, I mean, a very aggressive game in football, let alone he only has one hand, and he comes from so so smaller school than a lot of people anticipate. UCF is really a bigger program than you anticipate, but from, you know, the experts. It's not the, the UTs, the Texas A&Ms, the Oklahoma. So this young man has come to prove himself, got an opportunity to get into the league with his brother on the 53-man roster for the Seattle Seahawks. Now he's going to start in week one. you got to be proud of this young man and everything he's bringing to the table for the Seattle Seahawks as a linebacker. Man, I, I, I got one word for that, that guy. He, uh, 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 two words, simply amazing. You know, Shaquem Griffin, he's uh-huh. one of those those young men that 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 gives you that 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 sense where it makes you want to go and, and do more and, 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 and never give up. And you know, no excuses. You know, all those things that we talk about as athletes. And here's a young man that didn't, you know, allow his handicap to, to hinder him from you know, from reaching his goals and you know, reaching his dream of playing in the NFL. So that's you know, hats off to his parents, you know, to his coaches. I mean, I know he has a, a twin brother. Everybody is in his in his in his circle, but most importantly, you know that young man. So a lot of kids, you know, today can can take a uh, take a page from his book, and you know, hey, set a you know, have have goals, you know, set a dream, never give up. Don't let anybody tell you that you can't do something. You know, that's my biggest takeaway. And coming from a you know humble beginning, you know, myself, he that's not it's not having having one arm is not the only obstacle I'm sure that he had to face. So I'm sure there was some you know some financial. You know, um, you know, situation that mom and parents had to face, and they all per- persevered through that. So just to see him, you know, live out his dream and start be a starter in week one, let alone playing, making a roster, fifty-three man roster. He's a starter. So I mean, just hats off to that kid, and it just it really just you know warms your heart, you know, to see it. So I'm looking for big things from him. I'm definitely gonna be locked in, you know, with the Seattle Seahawks this year. See how that young man does. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Having the opportunity to play in the league with the handicap that he has. In his mind, it's not a handicap, but from the outside looking in, everybody sees the one hand and think it's a handicap. Uh, Shaquem Griffin has earned the opportunity to be on the 53-man roster and the starting spot for the Seattle Seahawks linebacker going into week one. And we'll, we'll kind of pay attention to see how he progresses each and every week. But right now, these young men earned the opportunity, and he has that spot locked in on a 53-man roster. Staying with the 53-man roster theme, Jermaine, and going back south, we'll go south and go AFC South and talk about our hometown team, the Houston Texans. Their 53-man roster is set as they gear up and get prepared to play the New England Patriots. Their nemesis, a team they can never get over the hump with in Foxborough on Sunday. Uh, the Houston Texans have a lot of expectations. Uh, I know you got a lot of expectations for them as well, Jermaine, this season. Uh, let's go ahead and break down their 53-man roster real quick, and we'll kind of give our thoughts and opinion of the game going into Sunday on the back end of the segment. Starting with the Texans' 53-man roster, we're going to start at the quarterback position. Texans got your favorite player, Deshaun Watson, uh, Jermaine, one of the best young and up-and-coming dual-threat quarterbacks in the AFC South and in the NFL, in my opinion. Uh, what's your expectation, level of expectation with Deshaun Watson? Watson, Watson, and what do you foresee him doing this season for the Texans? Oh man, I, I don't even know where to start with this kid. You know, I'm just so excited that we, I mean, we finally got our, our guy. We, it seems like we finally got the, the quarterback of the future, that CEO quarterback, that guy that can that can potentially take us to the promised land. I mean, as a Houston Texas fan, honestly, tomorrow all we want to do is just see some competitive football. You know, I mean, and, and of yeah. course they they we played, you know, they played to get to the Super Bowl. But just to be competitive, you know, though, but as far as Deshaun Watson, I think this young man, the sky's the limit. You know, he's going to be one of those quarterbacks yeah. that's going to command the max contract. You know, he can make all the throws. Yeah. He's smart. Um, you know, the team, the team guy, you know, Dabo Sweeney dubbed him the, the Michael Jordan of the NFL. So when you saw firsthand Lamar being at those games, you know, if that young man, you know, doesn't get hurt in what was that, week four, week five in, the, in that practice, 
you know, mm-hmm. who knows how the season could have ended up. I mean, we're looking at Blake Bortles took, you know, his team one, you know, one game away from the, the, the Super Bowl. So, I mean, I like our chances better with our, with our guy, you know, Deshaun. And I don't promise a Super Bowl or anything like that, but I definitely think if that defense can hold up on the back end, J.J. can get back to real form. We got uh, Tyron Matthew. got some, some, some nice draft picks. And we shored up the whole line. You know, hopefully the running game gives us what we need to. So Deshaun just got to go out there and do what he does. You know, he has a bunch of toys to play with. Okay. So get that ball into the hands of your toys and let them do what they do. Good stuff there, Jermaine. We, I heard the music, so it's time for us to take a break. I'm going to get you some more opinion on your Houston Texans as well. We'll talk a little college football next when we come out to the break. On Outside the Huddle with Lee Mont Williams on the Voice America Sports Network. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move oh, on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby on Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or you can drop a line to Lemont Williams Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams coming to you live from Houston, Texas. The NFL season kicks off tonight, Philadelphia Eagles versus Atlanta Falcons. Joining me on the show throughout this first two segments, going into the third segment, Jermaine Henderson, former football college football player for Sam Houston State and entrepreneur here in Houston, Texas. And Jermaine, uh, we talked about the Texans in the last segment. I know you talked a lot about their dual threat quarterback in Deshaun Watson and what he brings to the table. Staying with the offensive, on the offensive side of the ball, running back Lamar Miller. He didn't have the career uh, performance last year. Actually had a career worst performance in 2017, but he came to training camp this season a little leaner and quicker, hoping to rebound his career for the Texans going into the 2018 season. What is your level of expectations and what do you need to see from Lamar Miller as a running back for the Texans this season? Well, I mean, this is a quarterback-driven league, you know, so the, the, the team will go as, as Deshaun. Know that, but as far as you know, any good team, any good playoff team, you, you got to have a run game. You have to have the run game has to be established. So that's really all we we need from Lamar is to be our number one back. I, I think it's going to be you know uh, honestly a running back by committee. You know, so the other young guys, mm-hmm. I know uh, the young man from Texas is going to be available. You know, uh, for the first couple games, 
But it's, it's going to be a run, be running back mm-hmm. by committee. Lamar Miller, he, he needs to average, you know, that four to five, you know, a yard per carry and, you know, be able to come out of the backfield and, you know, be ready for the check down and, you know, in case Deshaun, you know, gets in trouble. And that's really all we need from him. If Deshaun stays healthy, I mean, the tighty, you know, D-hop the receivers, um, you know, I think that's going to be the uh, Texans' you know mo this year. We're going to be the pass first offense and open that playbook up some more for Deshaun. And you know, again, on you know second and short or a third and short, Lamar Miller just go in and, and keep the chains moving. That's all we need from you, buddy. Yeah, he's a guy that has to be the go-to guy when you said after the Texans opened the playbook for Deshaun Watson to throw the ball down the field. Lamar Miller has to be the guy to get the move the chains, uh, playing a different role now for the Texans compared to what he did for the Miami Dolphins before he got signed for the Texans. But seeing him in training camp being leaner and a little bit quicker, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see how he's going to enhance the running the running game uh, for the Texans. Uh, like you talked about, they got Alpha Blue as a backup. He did pretty solid in training camp and through the preseason. And, you know, they, it's going to be a running game by committee. I absolutely agree with you on that. But Lamar Miller is the face of the running game for the Texans. And as he goes, the offense goes. You can't be just one-dimensional. In a very competitive AFC South now, uh, that Jacksonville is being competitive. You got Indianapolis Colts. You got Andrew Luck coming back at the quarterback position. So you know, and you have Tennessee. They're competing. You know, they went to the playoffs last year. So running game is definitely going to bring some balance for the Houston Texans offense this season. Jermaine, wide receiver. You're a former wide receiver uh, for Sam Houston State. And having the opportunity to play in the slot position and having a chance to see one of the top receivers in the state of Texas and DeAndre Hopkins for the Houston Texans. What's your level of expectation for D Hop as well as his receiving core going into this 2018 season? Oh, man, I'm expecting for D Hop to, to do what he's been doing. I mean, he's going to be the elite, you know, number one receiver. When you talk about, you know, the elites of the game, Antonio Bryant and the uh, kid. You know, ODB, Odell Beckham, and then, you know, uh, uh, D-Hop it has to be mentioned in that same breath. Guy has, you know, to me, probably the best hands, you know, besides Odell Beckham in the game. So he'll do what he does. He will, you know, he will score touchdowns. He will, he will stretch the field. And, you know, he will he'll be that guy that's going to keep the chains moving. You know, Deshaun, you know, uh, he, he's been blessed, you know, to have a, a number, a true number one receiver. We thought after Andre Johnson left, like, who's going to but man, has he, you know, super exceeded, you know, all of our expectations. As far as the other guys, you know, they're, they're, we have some great complimentary receivers. Uh, uh, Kiki Coot, is it Kuti from Texas Tech? Yeah. We see him mm-hmm. much in the, uh, in the preseason because of some injuries, but I watched that kid at Texas Tech. A friend of mine, a friend of mine, his son plays there, so got a chance to get a good look at this kid. So he's the real deal. So, I mean, it's mm-hmm. uh, Offensively, I'm not really worried about us offensively. If Deshaun is healthy, we'll put up points. We'll move the chains. You know, we'll be right there in the thick of things as far as you know, being able to you know, put up some wins this year. So defensively, that's what I'm concerned about. Speaking of the defense, let's go ahead and switch to the other side of the ball. And J.J. Watt is back, and he's joining forces with Jadavion Clowney. I mean, you got to like to see those two guys lining up for the Houston Texans on Sunday. Oh, man. Hey. Hey, J.J., we know is a, a future Hall of Famer. I mean, it, his numbers speak for themselves. I mean, that injury last year, it really, I mean, we were just last in, injury plague all around. So, I mean, the season we had, like, we don't even count last season. We lose your starting quarterback, rookie starting quarterback that was tearing up the league, and then you had the most dominant defensive players to ever play the game. You know, I just, you know, to play now, ever play the game, he gets hurt. So, and then a bunch of other injuries as well. Some other guys, I think really, really uh, merciless, and he got injured. So we just were you know, injury plagued. Mm-hmm. But we have enough you know, on the D-line and in that secondary and the linebacking core to, you know, to keep us in the game and be competitive. We don't even need, we don't need to rely on our defense as much this year as we have in the past because I think, again, offensively we've taken so many strides and we got so many weapons in place that they, those guys just need to, you know, make sure we ensure that we can hold – Keep you know keep the opponents you know around twenty twenty one to twenty five points. I think we you know, our offense can put our offense can put up thirty plus points a game. So yeah, they just need to you know, yeah. keep the game close and get us off the field, and we're good. Yeah, they're gonna have a definite Texans defense definitely gonna have their hands full this weekend going against the New England Patriots and Tom Brady. 
having a healthy J.J. Watt is always always a benefit and a plus for the Texans. You talked about Whitney, Whitney Merciless coming back at the linebacker position from his injury, and you got Jadavion Clown, and he started coming to his own as an outstanding outside linebacker for the Texans. So, man, up front, that's three solid guys the Texans are going to need to bring some heat on the 41-year-old Tom Brady. Uh, moving to the secondary, though, the Texans added some weapons, uh, moved some guys around. They moved Kareem Jackson to the safety position. He was known as a corner for many years for the Texans, alongside with Jonathan Joseph. But having Tyron, uh, Honey Badger, Matthews back there now at the safety position, how do you feel having Tyron Matthews there? And t- uh, Texans picking him up in the offseason and bringing him in on a one-year deal. Man, I think it was a, a, an awesome pickup. I mean, the body of work that he put up in Arizona, and we all know him coming out of college. He was one of the, you know, uh, up for the Heisman. You know, and the guy is all over the place. He's a ball hawk. So I think that veteran leadership that he's going to bring to the secondary, along with with Joseph, a guy that's a perennial, you know, pro, pro bowler, and Kareem Jackson, that move is going to give us a solid, you know, another solid guy, cover guy, safety, and also too for that nickel, you know, on those third, on those third downs. So uh, Tyron Matthew, I'm, I'm looking for big things for him uh, again. Just having his presence back there and knowing what he brings to the table, and you know, uh, and again having those ball hawk safeties—that's what we need. So I'm looking for big things yeah. between him and you know, and those of those guys that lead that secondary, and to sure us up on the back end to get us off the off the field on you know on third and short, third and long. Yeah, and having Kevin Johnson too. You know, he moves to the corner. He replaces Kareem oh, Jackson. Yeah. So Kevin Johnson going to his third year. Uh, he battled some concussion issues the last couple of weeks, but he's clear now. And the Texans was able to pick up Justin Reed, you know, the rookie out of Stanford. Uh, his brother's Ed Reed, excuse me, uh, Eric Reed, uh, that played for the 49ers. Uh, the, the young man that you know was the first, actually, the first player to kind of join forces with Colin Kaepernick or kneeling during the pre- uh, the anthem uh, is out of the the lead right now. But his brother is doing a really good job, uh, rookie. Stepped in. I saw that interception he had against the Cowboys um, a couple of weeks ago, last the last preseason game for the Texans. So again, like you said, Jonathan Joseph, 13th season, going to his 13th season for the Texans. He's the face and the leadership of that secondary. Kareem Jackson, that safety. Tyron Matthews, ball hog. Uh, he's undersized. He's a little guy, but he can come up and lay that boom on you from the safety position. And having Kevin Johnson now fully in the rotation at the corner position. On the opposite side of Kareem, I mean, of Jonathan Joseph, it's going to be interesting to see as they prepare to play against a very active uh, New England Patriots receiving core on their home turf on Sunday. And speaking of New England, Tom Brady, Jermaine, is going to, uh, man, I can't how many seasons he's been in. He's been in for a minute, but I know he's 41 years old. Uh, Tom Brady, still good at 41. Why is Tom Brady still cons- consistent? Ineffective as a quarterback at the age of 41 for the New England Patriots. Man, I I think that you know that's you know Tom does a, a really good job as far as taking care of his body. You know, you know, being a former athlete, mm-hmm. playing on a high level in the NFL uh, for a short stint, it's all about taking care of your body. And and Tom has perfected that. I'm sure he puts the uh, he invests the money in the trainers and the, the foods he puts into his body, his workout regimen, you know, his sleeping habits. I mean, that's what it's all about, you know. So the guys that take care of themselves and mentally prepare, um, you know, year in and year out, and it's just a testament to, you know, to Tom Brady. He's the, you know, former receiver. I look at, at it was Joe Montana, but you know, Tom Brady has has has, has grabbed that title. So this dude, I think I saw on the, uh, ESPN that he said he wants to play until forty. He's forty-five, and I think the way that he's playing mm-hmm. now, smart. Yeah, he can control and mm-hmm. orchestrate that offense. Four or five years. Yeah, I definitely can see Tom Brady playing into being 44, 45 years old. New England's patient and, and, and able to believe in that he can still play at the highest level. Uh, Tom Brady's un- uh, it's unbelievable, man. I saw that documentary that he did through Facebook and uh, his regimen and how he invests into his body, like you said, and personal trainer. So, uh, sounds like I hear the music. Time for us to take a break. We want to. Take a break and come back and give our predictions on the Houston Texans and the New England Patriots game on Sunday, as well as tonight's game, Atlanta versus Philadelphia Eagles, as well as all the other games in week one of the NFL. Next on Outside the Huddle, uh, we'll leave my Williams on the Voice America Sports Network. 
Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Now is the time for a road trip for an outdoor-centered summer vacation to chase the fishing bite. So this week, The Revolution with Jim and Trav, we're talking summer angling adventures. Joining us will be Dave Mercer, host of Dave Mercer's Facts of Fishing, plus J.P. DeRose from Breaking Boundaries, and Cat Daddy. Jim and Trav's Summer Angling Adventures is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? <laughs> Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern. 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move oh, on. I just, and get I just ready think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or you can drop a line to Lemont Williams Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams. We entered the last segment of the show. Really good, entertaining show. Special guest, Jermaine Henderson, former college football player for Sam Houston State and entrepreneur here in Houston, Texas. And Jermaine, we talked about the Texans in New England in the last segment, and you gave your thoughts about the offense as well as the defense. Real quick, uh, the game against the Texans versus the Patriots on Sunday, who do you think will win this game and why? I, I like us at uh, at home this year, uh, Lamont. So I think it'll be a, a, a close game. Of course, we're expecting a lot of points to be scored. So I'm I'm thirty you know thirty two twenty nine. That's my prediction. Texans for sure. Thirty two twenty nine. Texans over uh, New England. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I okay. think they come in, okay. punch okay. them in the mouth, right. get out of the gates. Yeah. Okay, well, I hear that. Uh, I, I just, I don't know, man. I, I got New England winning that one. Uh, I think the Texans are going to struggle uh, secondary-wise against New England. Uh, I think Tom Brady is, is is a surgeon back there, dissecting the, the secondary through his progression. The only way the Texans can probably pull this off on the road against New England, in my thoughts, if they injure or take Tom out of the game, rattle him early on with the front seven, J.J. and Javion Clowney, but it's tough playing in Foxborough, man. I'm going to go ahead and give this one to New England at home against the Texans. Tonight's matchup, Jermaine, was kind of delayed a little bit, uh, but they have a matchup between the Atlanta Falcons and the Philadelphia Eagles kicking off the season for the NFL 2018. Uh, who do you think will win this game, Atlanta and Philly? Who do you think will win this game and why? I think I, I got Atlanta pulling this one out. Uh, I think they still have that, that, that taste in their mouth. You know, from the, uh, the, the NFC loss, you know, last year. So I think you know, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, the, the rookie, uh, Calvin Ridley and company, uh, I think they pulled this one out. So 24-20. Yeah. Falcons. 24-20, okay. 
far as the Philadelphia Eagles, do you think it's going to be any kind of hangover or, you know, uh, Super Bowl jinx after winning last year? You think they're going to be get out to a better start this year, or you think they're going to struggle? No, I think they're going to, you know, defensively they made some, some upgrades, I mean, some major upgrades, you know, the, the, all of the different key pieces they brought in in, 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 the, in the off season. So I just think Nick Foles, I just don't think that he has the grasp on that, that offense enough to, to drive enough points. You know, defensively, the, their defense held them down in, in the playoff last year. So but I just think tonight is going to be too much, um, you know, Matt, Matt Ryan and, you know, and Julio Jones and company. So no hangover, just gotcha. don't think they have enough. You know, Carson Wentz healthy may be speaking of, you know, singing a different tune. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. That weather delay is delaying them right now. Oh, the lightning and heavy wind. So we'll see how it plays out. Who comes out fresh and ready to go? The excitement's in the air regardless. It's in Philadelphia, so you know they're always ready to go, those fans. And we'll see how the game plays out between both teams. Going into Sunday's games, you got Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, we don't know if Le'Veon Bell's going to play or not. It's been reported he might, he might not play. You have a rookie quarterback in Baker Mayfield making his first pro star for the Cleveland Browns. Who do you think will win this game and why? Um, I still take Big Ben and, and company. You know, Big Ben against a, a rookie quarterback, even though you know, the Browns have made some strides. You know, and I do like that kid Mayfield, but I just think it's going to be too much Antonio Brown. I mean, they do uh, – Pittsburgh does have a, a, a young running back that I think that can, you know, sustain the offense until they get that, that get it figured out with Le'Veon Bell. But I'm taking the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay, you got the Steelers on the road. I, I believe that, too. I think the Steelers will be able to pull that out defensively. Uh, they're solid. Um, you know, you got Ben Roethlisberger. He's the man offensively, regardless of this. Le'Veon Bell uh, back there or not. So, Pittsburgh Steelers will win that one over the rookie quarterback and the Cleveland Browns. Cincinnati will travel and play Indianapolis. The return of Andrew Luck, the quarterback position, haven't seen him in almost two seasons. You think uh Andrew Luck and company will be ready for the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday, Jermaine? Oh, I absolutely do. I mean, I think uh, Andrew Luck, I think he's pumped. I think he's excited. I think that layoff from football has, you know, really you know, gave him a chance to, to fall back in love with football. And, you know, I think he'll spread that. He's still one of the elite quarterbacks. I mean, I think he'll spread the ball around enough. I just don't trust Andy Dalton. And even, although I love A.J. Green, I uh, just don't trust Andy Dalton. You know, I, I, I think it's overrated. You know, so yeah, I'm taking, um, yeah, I'm taking them over the, the Bengals all day. <laughs> Andrew Luck and company. Okay, okay. So you got the coast over the Bengals. Uh, I think oh, the yeah. coast will squeeze that out as well, especially at home. You got the 49ers versus Minnesota on Sunday. Who do you think will win this game and why? Oh man, I'm taking I'm taking uh, Minnesota. Man, I think Kirk Cousins. You know, I, I think he was an upgrade from Case Keenum. And they've you know, signed you know Diggs to a long term contract. We know defensively what they're bringing. I mean, this is the you know top three, top two defense in the league. So if Kirk Cousins can you know can show some command, and you know we got the you know what's his name the the running back, yeah, that came off injury from Florida Florida State. So I think with all those weapons, uh, did, uh, I think Vikings. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think with all those toys and those weapons around him, I think Kirk Cousins can, can he'll pull that off. I think they sh- they shouldn't have a problem. I'm going with Garoppolo and the 49ers. Uh, having a chance to see them ah. up close in person when they came, when they scrimmaged the Texans. I like Kyle Shanahan when he was here with the Texans as an offensive coordinator and now the head coach. Uh, 49ers are going to surprise a lot of people this season uh, offensively. I think they have the weapons. Adding uh, Richard Sherman, don't know if he's on the last end of his career, but having him in the secondary now defensively can at least threaten a lot of other quarterbacks as far as coming into the secondary, as far as throwing the ball any kind of way. But Garoppolo, we'll see how he plays, man. I just I just watched a lot of them this offseason in training camp against the Texans. I got a feeling that he might get up to a fast start offensively for the 49ers. So I'm going to get them over the Minnesota Vikings as you take the Vikings over the San Francisco 49ers in week one. All right, Jermaine, a lot of jaw-jacking. Well, really, not really a lot of jaw-jacking, but uh, you have Ramsey from Jacksonville throwing shots at Odell Beckham Jr. now that he got his new contract extension, $95 million contract extension for the New York Giants. Then two guys will go head-to-head on Sunday as Jacksonville travel up to New York 
play the New York Giants. Who do you think will win this game and why? Man, I'm taking the Giants. I'm honestly saying I'm taking the Giants. I don't think Blake Bortles you know, you know, has enough. I think with uh, the Giants come back with, with a new a new sense of, of, of having a new purpose, I think you know, Odell's going to finally you know, keep his mouth shut and just go play. And and do and you know and, and and give the Giants fans you know what and they, they paid you you know get you know give them everything they paid you so <laughs> but it's gonna be interesting you know the two elite players in the game you know, so it's gonna be fun and exciting to see I can't wait that's actually the game I'm looking forward to but yeah I think the Giants pull it off on the road I think Eli comes out and gets back to his old self and spread that ball around and they're gonna shock that. Uh, no, the Saxonville, <laughs> you know, that stellar defense. And uh, <laughs> I'm talking about Jacksonville. I, I actually like that game, too, as well. As you hear the, the music wrapping up the show, I think Jalen Ramsey and company will give Odell Beckham enough uh, defensively, and I think Jacksonville will pull that one off. I think Blake Borders is more confident after having that success last year as a quarterback. And I think Jacksonville might sneak that one in against Odell Beckham and Eli Manning and company. But, Jermaine, I want to thank you for coming on to the show, man. You dropped a lot of jewels tonight, and appreciate the time, and you spending us some time on the show outside the huddle with Lemont Williams throughout this hour show, and you can always come back. You're always welcome. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, brother, man. Anytime, anytime, anytime. Appreciate you. Okay. All right. I appreciate it, and I appreciate everyone out there for listening to the show outside the huddle. Until we meet again next Wednesday, have a blessed weekend. Thanks for joining Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams. We're back next week for another live show, Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Check back with us on the Voice America Sports Channel.